This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. And I must be on mic six. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with myself, Ron Kolick, and the amazing Blom Blom Bombshell. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, whatever. I'm a Bomb 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 Bombshell. Bomb, 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 well, good evening, everybody. Don't sing. Don't sing. I like singing, <laughs> And welcome to another fabulous show. I know you've been waiting. Hey, I actually ran into somebody the other day. I ran into a fan the other day. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was up getting getting my lunch up at, uh, where was I? I Stereos. I think it was either food or liquor. And uh, Kid in the Kitchen says, hey, you seen any good ghosts lately? So... um, now I can't remember his first name. I'm really embarrassed. That's good. No shout out. He's he's Matt Golston's brother. Okay. So there's my shout out. I know. I'm bad. I'm old. I have a bad memory. But it's always nice to run into fans. Right. Absolutely. It's awesome. Sure. Anyways, we have a great show tonight because we're doing something different. We've gathered up the greatest experts in the field of EVP and uh, talked them all out of retirement and dragged them down to our show and... We're going to have a nice discussion on EVP. We dragged them down to our show. Didn't we? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Whatever. So I'm really excited about this because a lot of people, you know, they just wander through Facebook, putting noises on there and calling them EVP. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out what an EVP is because I'm curious. Well, I think first we have to introduce our guests. Why don't we do that, in? Okay. I think that's a great idea, Ron. All right. So we would like to show our panel, our illustrious panel here. We want to hop over. Da-da! All right. So we have Michael Markowitz on the end here. We have Cody Desbien. I'm getting to the bio, and this is Jim Stonier. They are all EVP recording specialists. And four or less. <laughs> four or less. 
All right, so we're going to start uh, with Mike and Mike's bio. Uh, Michael Markowitz is the author of EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices. It's very cool, and you get a DVD of his best EVPs. Uh, Mike has developed his own recording unit that he takes to the field to obtain high-quality recordings of EVP. He has hosted a local cable show called East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, along with yours truly, Ann Garrigan, and of course provided the EVPs during the filming of the show. Mike has also recorded with the Bay State Paranormal Society, Nightwalkers Paranormal Society, and with such noted groups as Scared, and has appeared in two DVD productions with the group. They disbanded. Mm. He, <laughs> he was also featured in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. Mm-hmm. And he has started on his second book, The Chronicles, The Pathway to EVP Recognition, Clear Audience, and Visual Recognition of Spirit, with the end result being direct one-on-one communication with entities. Cool. Welcome, Mike. Welcome, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and next we're going to go to Cody Desbian. Sorry, I got to flip my paper here. Awkward pause. Fill the awkward pause. Cody Ray Desbians is a paranormal investigator involved with two groups based out of Rhode Island the Rhode Island Society for the Examination of Unusual Phenomena, also known as Rise Up and the Atlantic Paranormal Society TAPS. He specializes in audio and investigative equipment. When it comes to the paranormal, Cody likes to take a fact-based, unbiased, technical (laughs) approach while using common sense. Ron, be quiet. Every week, Cody is investigating or working on a supernatural case with either TAPS or Rise Up for private clients in the New England area. On his downtime, he has a passion for exploring new theories as well as building and testing new equipment in his office. Cody has also survived leukemia by having a successful bone marrow transplant in April of 2013 and has been cancer-free ever since. That's awesome. That is awesome. And finally, we are going to Jim Stonier. Jim works at a software company that produces prod project task management and custom embedded software. He is responsible for sales, support, and product development and maintenance. He holds both a BS and MS in electrical engineering. Well, he only has a BS. <laughs> <laughs> Jim joined New England Ghost Project in October 2007 and has the pleasure of working with Ron on a regular basis. He is responsible for EVP studies and assisting the technology group. So that's amazing. What a group, huh? Thank you. I, that's an worthy. amazing, yeah, absolutely. amazing roster, right. I so, think. Um, before I get too far, though, into the show, because I have to get this out because this is extremely important, we will be conducting, um, when I mean we, is that uh, Steve Parsons from the UK mm-hmm. uh, and I have formed a new research group called Periscope, which is ah. 360 degrees of the paranormal. So we're going to look at uh, the paranormal from all aspects, uh, not being judgmental in any ways, but to prevent all sides of the issue, no matter what it will be. And we will also be conducting uh, experiments as well. And we're going to kick this off with a simple little experiment, uh, an EVP experiment. And what we want is on 5-5, which will be May 5th, at 5-55, 
Cool. We want you to turn on your recorders for five minutes and 55 seconds. See, that's easy to remember, five, 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 five. I agree with that. Right. Okay. And the, what is going to happen is we will have a uh, sender, a remote sender, who will contact uh, Spirit and ask to uh, connect with the EVP people recording. And then the uh, results, in other words, the people who recorded, uh, will go back. And if they did get anything, they'll mark the time and whatever they uh, received on the recorders. And that will be sent to a third party and uh, correlated with the rest of the experiments. And eventually, the questions will be put together with the answers, and we'll see how that comes. And we're going to be trying this several times. But this time, we need five people to do this on 5, 5, 55, to, for 5 minutes and 55 seconds busy, yeah. to, turn on their, <laughs> to turn on their recorders. So if you're interested in doing this, and, and you have to take part in this, you know, we don't, we're not looking... Just five people is all we want. Uh, and you can contact me on my Facebook page, message me on my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick, or you can email me at anyghostproject.com, and we will select five people to do this. And if you're interested in being a sender, we'll do the same thing. Contact me either at my Ronald Kolick uh, page or also on anyghostproject at comcast.net. And... Uh, <clears throat> we'll take it from there. So it's something new we try and, and uh, awesome. kind of excited about. It's the first of many and many experiments we're going to be doing. So without further ado, let's get to our esteemed panelists. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with the obvious question, and we'll start with Mike. Mike, what is an EVP? Funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> Electronic voice phenomenon. Those are the voices that show up on an audio recording after you make a recording. So the, the the voice, the source of the voice isn't there, or wasn't apparently wasn't there at the time of the recording. <clears throat> so if you're by yourself and you make a recording, there's another voice that's there. Well, that's that's the phenomenon. Okay. In okay. short. Great, Cody. Uh, well, Mike's right on point there. I, I totally agree. Um, I've always been somebody who likes to uh, dig deeper into things and try figuring things out for myself. Um, Everybody has a different uh, point of view on how these things are created and how they end up on the recorder. Uh, it's always been a big debate in the field. Um, I personally, I believe that uh, an EVP is an example of direct communication through uh, merging electromagnetic waves uh, traveling within the voice frequency spectrum in or around it. Um, I don't believe that it's an acoustic wave, otherwise, you know, we'd be able to hear it. There's also been testing done where uh, supposed EVB has been captured uh, in a vacuum, mm -hmm. uh, and that's impossible for an acoustic wave to travel uh, within that form. There is such thing as AVP, audible voice phenomena. Stick to um, AVP. But I, I do believe they're related in, in, uh, in a way. Yeah, uh, but we have a question that will go deal with that. So sure, your, your, sure. Your primary objective was to... Define an EVP. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get All right. over Yeah, Ross got his ruler. Watch out. All right. So, Jim. What they said. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Ever since, uh, you know, you might think EVPs are a recent phenomenon, but ever since people have been recording and had recording instruments, they've been picking up voices they haven't heard, you know, with their ears while they're making recording. good example was this researcher, Jorgensen, who went out into the woods with a tape recorder to record bird songs. He gets back to his home, he's listening to the recording, and he hears his mother's voice. Now, he knows his mother wasn't there because she had passed away. 
<laughs> so he said, to heck with the birds. And then he just went down the path of studying EVPs. And there were some Italian priests who were recording Gregorian chants. And one of them heard his father speaking to him. So, um, and you know, some of the theories, like uh, these guys said, uh, they're manipulating the electromagnetic waves. Uh, there's also a theory that all electronics has something in it called white noise, random noise generated at the atomic level, and that the spirits can use this white noise to manifest their voices. And one of the rules with an EVP is you don't hear it when you're recording it. Otherwise, it's uh, something Ron doesn't want us to talk about. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> Beautiful. Right. No, hold on a second. Okay. So AEV, I mean, EVP stands for what? Electronic voice phenomenon. You know, I have always thought that from the very beginning, but I was reading an article today, oddly enough, by, produced by the BBC. You can read? You read? Yes, I do. <laughs> Can't drive. In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. More than I needed to know. Okay. And the person who supposedly, of course, I can't remember the name because that's the way I am, who coined the word EVP. Sarah Easton. No. Actually said it was electronic voice projection, which I, I had never seen before. I had never seen, you know, I was like <laughs> all you guys. I just was wondering, anyone else ever heard of this nope. before? Toward the, uh, yeah, I've experienced the voices. This embodies yeah, voices as, yeah, in the room. As far as an EVP being called. Projection. No, I called that. No, it's uh, a different term. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. intriguing. Like I said, I always yeah. thought it was electronic voice phenomena as well until I heard this. And I'll get the, the detail in the text. How old is the term? I mean, that term may have been, may have been quite some time ago before electronic it was, it devices. Was like no, it was electronic devices, but yeah. Anyways, moving on. Okay. <laughs> I thought that I only brought that up because I found it intriguing. Yeah. Probably just evolved over time. Yeah. How old was that man? Okay, all right. <laughs> we're going to move on to question two. Um, do you want me to randomly? Yeah, so it would be Cody next. All right, we're yes, going to start with Cody. <laughs> Cody, when did you start recording and what kind of media did you use? Um, so probably I, I really got involved with EVP probably about seven, six or seven years ago now. And uh, I just started out with, you know, a $40 recorder you could buy at any big box store um, uh, just to try it out because, you know, I've always been interested in this stuff and I wanted to try recording a, an EVP for myself. Um, so I came across people like Mike at uh, paranormal conferences in the area and that just really got me uh, more into it. Um, I don't believe that, uh, you know, you need anything special to, to start out with. Um, and yet you make equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not how we ended up. I know. <laughs> yeah. and, and Cody does have a very interesting um, <coughs> item that he has brought with him that we'll, we'll touch on in a little while. You can show it, show it to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sitting in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> work okay. All right. Um, we finished? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I hope we didn't interrupt you. No, Jim. thank you. All right. Uh, whenever the movie White Noise came out, I forgot when that was, early 2000s, uh, I saw an ad in the paper for a little workshop on doing EVPs. Huh? So I showed up at the workshop, and I took the little class, and I came home with a paper, and I went out and bought a, a digital recorder, and then sat in the house with all the lights on, because I was, you know, didn't want anything scary coming in. We're terrified. <laughs> <And> started <laughs> doing recordings. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a cheap recorder. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of good lessons at, at that point, you know, how much time to spend trying to get a voice out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I did try tape recording for a while, but 
if you want to be a purist with a tape recorder, you want to just use the tape once. You can't get, you can't oh. trust the erasing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trust the erasing, getting rid of everything. So, mm -hmm. so tapes get expensive, so now I switch to all digital recorders. Great. On a comment on Jim when he first joined the group, um, he had difficult time getting EVPs. So I always said he had EVP ED. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took for the longest time, but once he got it started recording, yeah. he's been really well yeah. good at it. But, huh? but yeah, I so it does that. take practice at, at sometimes. It does. Yeah. It does. And uh, Mike, when you start recording, what kind of media? Um, probably, probably, um, God, fifteen years ago or so, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's when Taps first started uh, their show. And I formed a, we formed a group and we started doing it. And I went out and got a little dictaphone, little tiny, looked like a, geez, it was only like, you know, this big, cheap thing, like $12 or something. Uh -huh. And um, that's what I started with. And, um, you know, that, that's what I always used. I always used digital mm -hmm. because of the, the easy transfer between the device and the computer. So right. that way there you can store it. And, dump everything that's on the recorder and start fresh again. Mm -hmm. So like to Jim's point, with a cassette, you don't want to reuse it, but with a digital device, you can because it re erases completely. So that was just, it's a no-brainer, right. you know. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And then I just have to chime in on that um, as far as getting EVPs because mm -hmm. I never recorded a lot because I always had Mike to do that for me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I have done a couple of things with friends, and they're like, can you come in? And um, we put, think this place is haunted. Just come in. And, and I just let the recorder run. And I, I traditionally had never gotten anything. And I went to a church in Salem with my friend Sherry, and I got, I don't know, five or six very, very clear EVPs. So I was pretty excited. All right. So after you get your first one, it's exciting, isn't it? It is very exciting. You when want you, more. When, when you, mm. you hear that and you're like, oh, what? really? <laughs> it's exciting. Well, it's exciting. Sort of kind of like working with me, huh? Uh, yes, Ron. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on to question number three, and we're going to start with Jim this time. What do you feel is the best equipment to record EVPs today? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I use. I use two digital recorders when I record. Uh, a DR60 and then a, a high-quality recorder, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm of the feeling that if you get the same voice on both recorders, it's not an EVP. Because okay. traditionally the spirit has only been able to manifest on one, so I like to be scientific about it and ha always have a control. And this actually paid off for us one time. We were at an investigation and we heard one of those Ron doesn't want us to talk about. <laughs> clear audience <laughs> once. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so I just use, uh, I, I would say cheap, but the DR60s aren't cheap anymore. No. <laughs> they go for like 1500 bucks on eBay. No. So, uh, but any good digital recorder, or, well, any cheap digital recorder. You don't have to get a <laughs> studio quality. Um, the cheaper the better sometimes, because the noisier gives the spirit more to work with. This, okay. is, this is where it's going to get fun, because yeah. Mike... Well, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah we're going to Mike. Okay. Why did I say something? No, I thought we were going to go to Cody, but yes, no, no, we're going to go to Mike. Okay, all right, all right. All right, right, right. In properly. All right, Mike. Can you repeat the question again? Sure. <laughs> what do you feel is the best equipment to best record DVTs okay. today? It's um, for anybody starting out. It's what they can afford. Go digital. That's what I use. I I transfer uh, into digital. So I use microphones, um, studio microphones. Mm -hmm. 
for instance, in a house, I'll set up a studio microphone, goes into a mixing board, and it goes, it gets digitized, goes into the system, stored digitally. So it's kind of a, you know, it's, I don't know if you consider it a micro, an external microphone, mixing board, analog, but I mean, it goes in, it, it gets stored as all, all digital, has to be digital, in wave, full, full um, uh, frequency range. Uh, that, that's what I, that's what I use, the best quality. Look at your signal-to-noise ratios, look at your total harmonic distortions, you know, stuff like that, high dBs and stuff like this, and get the best equipment that you can afford. Unfortunately, equipment's expensive. That's just the way that it is, but it gives you the best sound quality. So when you listen back to it, you're not listening to all kinds of electronic hiss, especially when you have to amplify something to listen to it. You're not hearing the Right. So it, it kind of, the noise flow is lower, so you can get more out of it. Okay. Cool. Uh, and I I agree with Mike. Uh, everybody does things differently, uh, has different um, uh, ways of doing things, but I, I like to have clean audio as well. Uh, I also believe that uh, the type of microphone that you use is really essential um, when you're doing your session. Uh, you know, EVP has been captured for decades on multiple different recording formats, you know, cassette tape, reel-to-reel, -reel, and now, now digital, uh, which is primarily the source that most EVPs are captured on today. And Digital is so much different than analog. Uh, the, really, the only thing that hasn't changed over the years is the microphones themselves. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of testing uh, with different types of microphones, and I found that dynamic microphones seem to work better for me. Um, I use a four-track uh, uh, recorder uh, that has four inputs. Uh, one input, I have an a external dynamic microphone. I have the two built-in condenser microphones on a separate track, and then... Um, on the last track, I leave open uh, for uh, one of my experimental devices. Um, and then I can compare all of them together to see what, what works better for me and what's capturing evidence uh, more clearer. Mm -hmm. On that note, uh, you have one of those experimental devices. Now, you do use these for to record AVPs, right? Sure, yeah. So, um, Why don't you so hold it sure, up so We'll talk about it. So, <laughs> so yes, this is one of the... Um, one of the devices and one of the uh, EVPs that I, I brought to play tonight was captured uh, on this device uh, and you know it's still kind of in a, in a testing phase right now um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on uh, the percentage on how good these are compared to a regular microphone but basically what this does it allows you to listen in the electromagnetic spectrum so that theory that I go along uh, while investigating um, Kind of, this is kind of to support that to see if it's if it's true, uh, if if there is any backbone to that theory. So I can listen to primarily the electromagnetic spectrum, or I can toggle uh, between um, you know the acoustic spectrum as well. Um, and then I plug that, like I said, right into one of the channels on the recorder, and then I can compare it with all the d other different types of microphones that are going into um, into the device itself. That's cool. Yeah. Very, very. It's been handled too. If we, yeah. we have time, Looking. we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the equipment they have out today too, as well. Does it have <laughs> flashing lights on it, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, no blinking lights. And no I'm beats. not going to buy that thing. <laughs> I know, right? You need a siren. Fortunate. You need some LEDs in there. <laughs> Unless it makes yeah. noise and flashes. Yeah, I'm not going to spend any money. Oh no, yeah, it, it's, it's trash if it doesn't it's have smoke awesome lights. Awesome-looking <laughs> device. I will tell you that. All right. So here is the here is the question. We weren't going to ask, and now we're going to ask. ask the question. Now we're going to ask it. Okay. Would you consider, who are we starting with? We're back, back to Mike. We're back to Mike. All right. Would you consider something heard audibly as well as on a recording an EVP? I do, because you get to consider the source. 
you know, if there's two people in the room and you get a voice that doesn't belong to either one of them and it ends up on the recorder, then you've just captured an electronic voice phenomenon. The phenomenon portion is the voice that shows up on the recorder. And at the end of the result is you get a voice that falls into that category. Just because you heard it prior or you heard it live doesn't mean it's not an EVP. If no one told you they heard it and they said, hey, check out this recording of an EVP, you'd say, oh, it's great EVP. You wouldn't know the difference. Now, that kind of okay. goes against the AAEVP's definition of an EVP. Because, <laughs> well, I was going to let you... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because they, they always felt that uh, if you had two recorders or you heard it, then uh, it was not a true EVP. In fact, what they would do is they would videotape their sessions, and if it showed up on videotape, then it was discarded totally. So you don't go along with that philosophy. No. I was giving you a chance. No, it's, uh, it's <laughs> the, prob the problem is, is all the EVPs are subjective. You can have two people recording. One person will get the EVP, the other one won't. It's the way it goes. It all, it's, all, it's all on the table. Uh, you're, you're getting everything. It's going to be weird stuff for everybody. Some people will hear things. Some people won't. You'll review EVPs. Some, per some person will hear exactly what's on the recording. Somebody else will hear a different sentence, and they cannot hear what everybody else is saying. That happened to me before. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely subjective, and that means that it's personal to everybody. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Cody. Cody. Yeah, I, I agree with Mike. Um, I, I, like I was saying before, I do believe that there's uh, a connection. Um, if if but you go back, the EVP is what. what so, the so yeah, I, I, I do believe that. It, it, I think it's a, it's a personal preference thing, if you want to call it that. I think an EVP can be an AVP as well. Um, so, with that now theory, I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> so I, with that theory, that EMF. Uh, tran uh, transmission, which comes across as an EVP, if if you follow that theory, um, you know I've done I've done testing. So I usually have um, a tri-field meter next to my recording device, and if if a spirit uh, or an entity, whatever you want to call it, is communicating, um, you know, through EMF, then there should be uh, a transient uh, condition within the electromagnetic field uh, at the point that the uh, EVP is captured. Uh, so there Does has been uh, there has been times where there has been a, a spike. Uh, one one in particular, which is a clip that I brought tonight. Um, it was it was heard audibly. There was a spike on the tri-field meter, uh, and it was captured at a different tone on the recording device. Mm. So I would say that's an EVP. It was communicated uh, electronically. Okay, Jim. Okay. Uh, I'd say no. In its purest form, the EVP is as defined earlier or by me or people. You don't hear it audibly. If you hear it audibly, it's uh, a clairvoyant event. Uh, we're on investigation. Which doesn't mean it's not, not a. It's not. Doesn't mean it's not uh, paranormal. Or disembodied. Which it could else could right. set off your your trifield meter and everything because the spirit might still be there, but manifesting in such a way that you actually hear it. He's he's causing sound waves. We had a case where we were at uh, an investigation with Ron and I think six other people. We were all in one room of the house, and the important thing is... Old Victorian. The, the yeah. Old Victorian. The house was deserted except for us, and we knew where everybody was. We were all in the same room, and we were trying to coax out this spirit. And I had my two recorders going. We also had a video camera going, and you could very hear, 
very clearly hear a voice go, yeah. And the important part is you heard everybody reacting to that voice. Right. So you know it wasn't just it was an answer recorder. To a particular it was question. an answer to a question that Ron asked. Uh, so I say, no, it's, the spirit can manifest themselves audibly, audibly. I don't consider that an EVP. I consider an EVP where it's only on the recorder, not uh, via sound waves. So it's, you guys all say that uh, the definition really is more personal than um, standard, I guess what you're trying to say. It should be standard. Disembodied voice shows up on a recorder to an EVP. Okay, so that's your period. Yeah. I, I think there are instances, like Jim was saying, uh, that it purely comes across as acoustic, uh, and it solely is an EVP. There are some instances where I would where, where I would say that, but I think that's a totally different subject in itself. Maybe it could be related to something residual, uh, mm -hmm. something you know within the environment that causes that. I mean, you can really go out of the box and talk about time slips and things like that. Um, that could be total acoustic uh, waves and not electronic. So I, I think there's both. Uh, but they could be acoustic waves generated by spirits. Sure. And, right. right. And yet the EVPs all speak in the same frequencies as human speaking voices, which is an acoustic way of speaking. But it's, How do you explain that? But it's imprinted in the recorder <laughs> right, but there's no difference without in sound it. pressure. But there's no difference. But yet there it is. And there's no difference between the... The scientific screen that you're looking at is the frequency response of a person and an EVP. They always are within the same frequency right. speaking range. I agree. The end, re the end result's always the same. Right. It's something you can hear in the right. human uh, hearing range. And it's probably it's not acoustic. When it is acoustic, you hear it. It becomes an EVP. When you don't right. hear it, it's an EVP. We do have to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got more time. One quick See, I knew we'd have good discussion. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but one quick question, and this is really a, a yes or no, is a the thing you discussed a, a VP or whatever it has yeah. audio right, or is it EVP? Which one is more evidential, the EVP where it's not heard at all but only recorded, or the AVP where it is heard? You and always recorded? you always get more EVPs, yeah. But one, only once in a while do you hear an AVP. Yeah. But if it's a controlled situation like we were in where you know where everybody was, and mm -hmm. there's only so one which, explanation. which one has more weight? I, I, I agree with Mike. I think the yeah. EVP, EVP is. AVP okay. is more weight. AVP requires more background information. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I lost track. Cody? Cody. Cody. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. All right. <laughs> what is the best way to listen to EVPs? Uh, so everybody does this differently again. Uh, me personally. Uh, there's been studies done uh, where if you block off one of your senses, the other four senses uh, work that much better. And a good example of that is, uh, you know, people who are blind, they hear extremely well and they're able to feel the vibrations. And likewise, people who are deaf, they're able, uh, they're very alert. Uh, and again, they can feel uh, vibrations and are aware of their surroundings very well. So I like to sit in a dark room, uh, close my eyes. Uh, Good pair of headphones. That's that's really key uh, when you're when you're really uh, into this stuff, um, and uh, just sit in the dark and relax. And uh, I like to listen to about a half hour at a time, uh, because any more than that, I feel like I uh, I start to lose track and get unfocused. Uh, that's just what I do. Okay, Jim. Well, what I do is I'll uh, load it in. I usually use Audacity. And after you've done this a while, you can load up the EVP, the recording, and look at di different parts of it and say, well, it looks like something's happening there. You can listen to it. 
So I'll have a good set of headphones, and a lot of times I'll do this at work while I'm working. Um, I fly small planes, so I'm used to sitting there with headphones on, with a lot of background noise, but being able to pick things out when you know they call my call sign or something. So I found I just sit at work, working away with a recording playing in the background, and I'll hear things, and then I'll just you know tag them, and then go back and listen to them a little more in a you know more controlled environment where it's quieter, <laughs> and then try to isolate the uh, the EVP. Okay. Mike? Yep. Same thing. Good set of headphones. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good set of headphones because it puts everything right in the middle. That's, that's really, really good. But you should also listen to it without headphones on because it, you get kind of, um, you get the headphone head, you get concentrated on how something sounds. But sometimes when you put it out in front of a good, you know, good set of speakers and you listen to it, you're like, oh, that's a little different now. You know what I mean? There is a difference between the two methods, but most of the time it's headphones, hours and hours and hours with headphones on. That, that's how I always do it. And it lights on, lights off, it doesn't matter. But for me, yeah, and you get your focal point going, and you get in that zone, right? You guys know that zone, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, you've been at it for a while, you get into that zone, and you just keep writing and writing and writing, saving files, and you're just so active doing everything, writing, save file, writing, save file, writing, save file. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what it takes to do it, you know. Every okay. single thing you hear, you question it. And yep. Right. And then yeah. when you get done with that and you play it back for speakers for someone else, you don't hear it. Yeah, anything. it's tough. <laughs> I know it. Now, exactly the interesting right. thing, you mentioned speakers and uh, the environment where you listen to uh, an EVP is extremely important as well. To give you an example of that, uh, we do ghost tours for Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse and we have an EVP that's recorded. And uh, the, re the recording says crap, C-R-A-P, crap. I even, inside the lighthouse, I even give uh, keys to it. I said, oh, is that the crappy EVP you're going to play? And we play that. And every time we play it, no one hears crap. They only hear uh, be right or right. Mm. And we've been doing that for years. So two years ago, Steve Parsons said, remember, we did a special event at the Lighthouse, and we had a big group of people, so we couldn't play them inside the Lighthouse, and we played them outside. Now, I even knew that was uh, crap, and yet I hear be right the same way. Uh, we played it outside, and when we played it outside, everybody there heard crap. <laughs> Nobody heard be right. So your environment does affect yeah. the speakers. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying with a good yeah. speaker and everything, but yeah. it can affect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And things change, too. You'll hear, you'll hear you know, the, whatever's being spoken as an EVP, and you go back and listen to it. You don't hear it anymore. You hear something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you start listening again. So, oh, there's another voice. All of a sudden there's a layer. I've actually had three or four layers of different voices on there. And then when you go back, you might only hear one of them. And your, your brain's like a radio wave, uh, right. a radio receiver, listening to different waves almost. You know what I mean? You have to listen, and you have to like change the frequency in your mind while how you're listening, and all of a sudden, another voice becomes evident. It's absolutely bizarre. Wow. And do you remember the, the, the um, underwater microphone I had built? <laughs> it was mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> and we got hurricane under the water, yeah. a woman's voice whispering wow. hurricane. Yeah. Wow, that's neat. Underwater. Was that, was that off right? That was off one of the lighthouses. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was off uh, Irish Shoals. Shoals. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, there was awesome. another one you get too, and we we felt that at that time it was something to do with another, a submarine that had been like it was a German yeah. submarine yeah. or something. I can't Great. recall that was crazy. it. Was. That's yeah, the, that was awesome. That that's was the only awesome. time I'd ever used that thing. And yeah. um, but to hear a, a woman say hurricane was like that's neat. Oh, that's, that's crazy, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was neat. Oh my God. Yeah, it was good. All right. Uh, next question, Jim. 
Do you think applying editing techniques such as filters, noise reduction, etc., affects the integrity of the EVP? It can. You know, there I've seen people who uh, edit the daylights out of something. You can edit something, and you will get something out of it eventually. You know, like monkeys can, you know, enough monkeys can type out Shakespeare. Sure. <laughs> but what, what I do, my philosophy is uh, I take a simple approach. I'll play it. If I hear something interesting, I'll amplify it, mm-hmm. listen to it, and then I'll denoise it. And that's about all I'll do. And then my protocol is, okay, I know what I'm listening for. I'm going to go back to the original recording. Now that I'm tuned to what's there, I want to see if I can hear it in the original recording. If I can hear it in the original, I know that none of the processing I did injected a voice or made something up that made something appear that wasn't there. Okay. So I, I like the simpler approach, you know, occasionally reverse it because they will speak in reverse. But uh, John is dead. Yep. John is Paul. dead. Paul is dead. Somebody. Paul is dead. Yes. Yeah, Somebody's dead. <laughs> Paul I'm is sure. Dead. Oh, the Mr. Ed song in reverse, too. Yeah. But that's it. I just, I just like simple. Ill Satan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Mike. 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 Yep. Um, the same, same kind of thing. Audio. Um, Filtering, it depends on the level, you know, noise reduction and um, different um, types of noise reduction can alter the recording. You know, raising the pitch, lowering the pitch, time signatures, stretching things out, slowing it down, speeding it up, all will alter it. In fact, you can alter a recording so much that it's not, it says something else, right. yeah. which is different than what the original recording is. So, yeah, you can do it. Just don't overdo it. Just get rid of the noise. That's why I go back to good recordings, uh, good audio equipment, because if there's no noise to begin with, you don't have to do any editing to it. Right. So, but if you have to do editing, it's usually, you know, an air conditioner, a truck going by, you know. But you Somebody's take, stomach growling. Yeah, you know. You, right. you, you, you try to take away the noise that um, doesn't interfere with the actual speaking voice of a human. You know what I mean? So anything over 100 hertz and 5,000 hertz and less or so, either side of that, you can, you can, you can nip off a little bit if you have to, but... Typically, try not to do any, but sometimes you have to. Okay. Yeah, Cody. I, I agree. Jim and Mike covered it uh, very well. Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, so like Mike was saying, I like to uh, really leave the clip as, you know, as raw as, as it comes out of the, the recorder. Um, I like to leave the raw file as untouched as possible. Uh, I only like to take out constant sounds. You can't get the perfect environment for recording most of the time, um, especially when you're doing you know, private homes and things of that nature. And there's always something going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Mike was saying, air conditions, fans, things that you can't control, I like to take that out. Uh, and and there, thank, thankfully, the software that makes that really easy without distorting the, um, the voices, uh, the human voices. Um, and and have, have, have asked someone to shut their heating system off so you can record. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we've done that. Fish <laughs> yep. tanks. Yep. Um, oh, so, yeah. Refrigerator. So, Unplug the refrigerator. Oh, and, no. Wow. And another thing <laughs> they're noisy, though. They're noisy. Another good thing to do is if you're doing a recording and, like Mike says, a truck goes by, I'll actually say truck going by. Right. So that I'll Absolutely. know that this yeah. noise yeah, coming yeah. up is something mm-hmm. that sure is happening. That helps you later. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Stomach. Yeah, <laughs> gas, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we're back to Mike. Uh, what is your ideal recording scenario and why? Ideal. The best Ooh. equipment that you can get. Mm-hmm. Pristine, quiet location in a 300-year-old house that's two miles away from the main road. Mm-hmm. 
on a clear night. <laughs> and there is just myself. Mm -hmm. Or maybe one other person so they can say, hey, yeah, it was just he and I. And vouch for you. And vouch, right. Okay. Yep. Right. And electricity. <laughs> you gotta have electricity. <laughs> it's nice to have electricity. Yeah. All right. That would do it. Okay. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, I agree. I uh, as quiet as possible. Stop stealing my oh, ideas. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it is. Uh, if you, if you want if you want a clear recording, you want it as quiet as possible. You want to uh, try to take out as many variables as you can. Uh, you really want to. Uh, you have a better chance of catching something good. Um, if you can really narrow it down. Uh, I like to have a video camera going as well while I'm recording, um, you know, just to add a, a second um, uh, security, I guess, uh, to the recording itself uh, because, you know, people are very skeptical and, you know, I'm not really out to prove anything to anybody. Uh, this is just something that I love. And uh, like I said, usually we're doing client cases, so we're trying to help people out. Um, but quiet place, good audio equipment, um, good headphones, and um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, Jim. Okay, like they said, a quiet place, but that's not <laughs> always possible. So uh, I, I like to have two recorders. One is a control, and or either one can be the control for the other. It doesn't matter. And it's important that I know the environment that I'm in. You know what's around me. Is there a fifty thousand watt broadcast antenna right down the street that could affect my <laughs> equipment? <laughs> you want to make sure you're not getting into that. Uh, if you're not alone, where everybody is and what they're doing, and if they can have them be quiet. Um, you'll know the weather conditions and things, but just uh, my big thing is know the environment, know what's going on around you, and what could possibly affect your recordings. So you take that into account. Uh, when I first started out. Uh, the, the way I started with the two recorders is I went upstairs, did a recording, and I had something. I thought I had something. It was great. I spent almost an hour analyzing it. Then I went back into the same room and just sat there, and it was a radiator making a noise ah. <laughs> which is with the recorder, and I, oh, I noted that. Man. So, uh, yeah. you know, just note your environment and everything, um, and that's about it. Okay. Uh, Jim did a good experience at Spiriquist, which, by the way, is uh, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Up in, uh, easy. Go to anyghostproject.com. But uh, he had a bell jar, and he put a recorder in it, and we also had a, a device that, um, I forget what it is. It's a pretty simple device, but it measures sound when, when there's sound. It's a Yeah, basically yeah. it's a plasma, yeah. so when you have a sound, it actually lights up. So we tried EVP, and it, and it pretty much is possible sterile environment, otherwise away from everything. And you still recorded an EVP in it. So uh, I think that goes kind of back with what Cody was saying earlier about the uh, bell jar and stuff like that. Right. But that's the biggest knock on, on uh, EVPs by parapsychologists is that we don't have control conditions. And unfortunately, what we do, uh, we're not going to have that controlled conditions. But if we just go into a laboratory as well, we're not really, if we're, the purpose of it is to investigate a different location, you're really right. taking that away from right. us, right? Yeah. If I could just add one thing. My, you my, can. My <laughs> perfect location would be inside a Faraday Playboy cage Mitchell? in an anechoic chamber. So the Faraday cage is going to rule out any radio waves coming in, any EMF causing recording, and the anechoic chamber is going to rule out sound. 
Okay. But you can't, those are hard to carry around to investigate. Um, yeah, <laughs> Faraday cages are <laughs> kind of hard to Not in a budget either. But there have been experiments <laughs> done in Faraday cages, and they yeah. have... Yeah, him and, him, and, uh, him and the <laughs> father of remote control actually did research. He even put mediums in Faraday and cages. And Dr. McRae has done that. Yeah, there's been a few. Yeah, cool. Anyways, moving on. Um, Oops, sorry. I'm wondering if we should just take a break and jump and play our, to our EVPs, because I don't want to run out of time. That's a good idea. For our EVPs. Hmm. Yeah. And then we can come back to the last That's three questions. Yeah. Is that all right? Three, four, five, six questions. <laughs> three, four, five, six questions. What? My questions, too. No okay. listeners. All right. So we will. We might as well do this right now. I think we should do the EVPs now. I think we should do the EVPs right now. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Definitely. So we asked each of our panelists to, build, to bring in three reasonably clear EVPs. And what we're going to do is we're going to uh, play the EVP three times. And but we have yes, to, Ron. We have to caveat this. Yes. Because, and, and I know Mike will agree, these are MP3s, which means they've been compressed, correct? Mm -hmm. So the audio, uh, what am I trying to say? May not be as good as a WAV file. Thank right. you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I just want to get that out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, let's start, I think I have first in line, um, I have Cody's okay. EVPs up. Oh, should we chase seats? So, <laughs> uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play the, the EVP first. It's going to repeat three times. And what we'd like our audience to do, write down what you think that EVP says. We're not going to tell you what it says. Uh, and then after we play the EVP, our panelists will set up the scenario where it was recorded. So we would like you to send us a message on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page and tell us what you think the EVPs say. And next week on our radio broadcast, we're going to go through our results. Right. Okay. And, and if you're having trouble with it, you can go back and listen to the show again. And uh, yep. it's, on, it's also on iTunes. So if you just want the audio portion of it, then they can do that as well. And, and Tojina. Right. All right. So first okay. one. So... Uh, for us in the control room, we're going to start with Cody's EVP number one. I would like to hear what the famous Andrew Borden's voice sounds like. Okay, so Cody, can you tell us where that was recorded? Sure. Uh, so that was recorded at uh, the Lizzie Borden House. Uh, it was recorded on this device. Um, we were invited there by uh, one of the owners, Leanne, to do an investigation. Uh, really, the only thing that's been uh, done with that clip is, uh, so, like I said, this detects EMF. So there's really usually... Um, kind of like a hum uh, from the room. It's detecting the energy within the room. So I've taken out uh, that noise, and uh, that's what you're left with, and amped up um, the, the clip itself. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so we can go ahead and play Cody's EVP number two. All right. 
was so, that? So this clip was captured in Warwick City Hall. Uh, so uh, Taps visited uh, with the show um, back in 2006, I believe. Uh, so the mayor called us in to kind of do a, uh, a revisit. Uh, this was captured in the council chambers uh, at City Hall. And this is one of the prime examples why I leave a recorder going from beginning to end. Uh, even when we're not doing a session, you can hear everybody packing up and getting ready to move on to a break. Uh, and then that happens. This is uh, one of those examples uh, of AVP and also an EVP. This is when I had a, a tri-field meter set up right next to my recorder, um, and it had a, a, had a jump at the time uh, that this was captured. Okay. okay. That's good. All right, one. number three, Russ, please. And it was death, it was death. He was completely surrounded with death. Well, he didn't understand that the spirits, especially the female spirits, would protect us from the unsavory males that would come around. And not that Freddie was, was lovely. It's going to play again, I think. Oh, it was I'm death. It was death. He was completely surrounded with death. Well, he didn't understand that the spirits, especially the female spirits, would protect us from the unsavory males that would come around. And not that Freddie was, was lovely. Okay, Russ, if you can play, there's one after that, 3A, and it's just the EVP. Unsavory males that would come around. Unsavory males that would come around. Unsavory males that would come around. Okay. All right. Where was that? So this was probably one of uh, my more interesting, uh, one of my best catches, I believe. So I, I kind of, I don't really do cemeteries that much, but this was one of the exceptions. Uh, so Rise Up hosts uh, an event every summer called the Ocean State PowerCon, and the voice you're hearing, the woman speaking, is Andrea Perrin, which is uh, one of the, the five daughters. Um, that the movie The Conjuring uh, parent family was based off of. So she asked me if I would uh, go with her to um, the gravesite of uh, Bathsheba Sherman um, to do a session. So I went along with uh, two other uh, TAPS investigators, and she just told a bunch of stories about her time on the farm, her and her family. Uh, nobody heard this. Uh, when I was reviewing audio, I was, I was really... Um, you know, blown away. Uh, it was one of those throw the headphones off moments because <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe uh, what I had gotten. Wow. Uh, but that was captured in uh, Harrisville, Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. So we're going to move on to Mike. Uh, Mike. And can we play Mike's EVP number one, please? <laughs> Where was this recorded, Mike? That was recorded at the King Caesar House in, oh boy, what town was that in? <laughs> that was a situ, uh, uh, Massachusetts. situate, uh, I, yeah. I think it was situate, uh, oh my God. It's so long <laughs> ago, right? brain fog going here, yeah. It was, it was right near the ocean. It's an old, old uh, sea captain's home. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and now uh, Mike's EVP number two. That first recording was Duxbury. Oh, okay. okay. All right, in Duxbury. Um, this one here was recorded um, at the Oliver House in Middleborough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mike's EVP number three. <laughs> 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 Shit. 
Jeez. Where was that? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even hear it over these speakers. Um, um, yeah, that's high. I think you said it was Middleborough Town Hall? I think that was Middleborough Town Hall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. You're right. right. That was the three. That was the third one. Real brought on home. <laughs> you got better memory than I do. Mine's shot. And not only that, it's written down. Well, I wrote it down <laughs> at the beginning. Beautiful. Good thing. All right. So we're going to move along. We're going to go to Jim's EVP number one. I think you should check the light. I think you should check the light. And we just played it twice. That's fine. That's <laughs> Where was that, Jim? That was at the Portsmouth Lighthouse, Harbor Lighthouse. It was after Ron, uh, we had hosted an event there for a fundraiser, and the event was over. It was about 1 in the morning. We, Ron and I were on the balcony of the lighthouse looking out towards the ocean. Everybody else was about 100 yards away, so we know they weren't interfering. And uh, that is unedited. That's how it came through on the recorder. Wow. That's All what everybody right. hopes for. Yeah, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jim's EVP number two, please. You like us be in here? <clears throat> you like us being here? It's fine. Hey, where was that? <laughs> that is actually part of the same recording that we played number one. That was uh, it was actually the same recording session. I just chopped it into two, and uh, that was the amplified version. Wow. It was like three o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah. Yeah. on the outside yeah. deck of the lighthouse. Wow. Beautiful. And all I did to that was just amplify it a little bit because it was very low. But if you hear the original, you can still hear it. That's great. Wow. All right, and uh, Jim's EVP number three, please. All right, and where was this? That was at Hill Cemetery in Litchfield, New Hampshire, and it was done in a QR80 recorder. And what I did, I set it up in one corner of the cemetery, and we all went off to the other end, and I just let it play. Oh. And... Uh, that's what I got when I, I got back. That's that. amazing. Yeah, that's, that is good. That's, that's yeah. very that's clear, and I'm not going to say what I think it is, but it's very <laughs> clear. Yeah. Love it. I love it. All right. Do Excellent. you want to ask your questions? Yes. We are running out yes, of time. Yes, exactly. So this is a, who we are. Who wants to start? I'll give it to Mike. I'll give it to Mike first. <laughs> Why not? All right. So this is from someone, uh, actually, Aaron Kuchu. Aaron Kaju. Whatever. <laughs> The director of the Bridgewater Triangle. director of the Bridgewater Triangle Mover. Even if ghosts exist, and I do not believe they do, then why is some EVPs hard to decipher voice that's usually followed up by an investigator's attempt to ask ghost questions? If a ghost could talk back, why aren't they just straightforward and full of on conversation with the person running the recording device? If a ghost could talk via EVP, then why hasn't one ghost... Uh, let's say the Lizzie Borden house simply given investigators the true identity of the killer via, via EVP. If the EVP is a legitimate and proven science, many think how uh, think of how many unsolved mysteries uh, could be solved. So I mean, we're not here just to, to we're here to give all sides of the story. So Mike, what, what's your oh, thoughts on boy. that? Uh, EVP is not an exact science, and neither are the devices that we measure things by. For instance, an EMF is based on science, electromagnetic fields. We can generate them, so we make a device to measure it. No one knows what, a, what the EVP is or a spirit is made out of. Therefore, you cannot make a device to measure it. All we have are the effects, and that is a voice that ends up on a recorder or in the air. That's it. We can study the after effect, but we don't know what the source is. So you can't make a device to record it. Okay. So the other thing is, is why aren't there 
you know, tons of information coming on and all this kind of stuff because there are certain laws. There are laws that are at play where the, the secrets of the next realm are not given freely to people, good or bad, and with certain experience with entities over the years, I mean, that, that information became apparent to me as, on a personal level. That might my understanding of it. It's the same reason why how many people have died? The billions and billions? Mm-hmm. Why aren't there crowds of people? It's all subjective. It's all individualized. Okay. Cody? There's a lot of unknowns in this field, and um, 90% <clears> of it we just don't know. Uh, I'm a fan of physics, and there's a ton of clips that I throw away. Um, I have a really strict uh, analyzation process that I run all my clips through. And what I can tell you 100% is that uh, the clips that I'm putting forward have been put through voice analysis, uh, they've been put through spectrographs, um, and they all have voice characteristics. Uh, so how is this happening? Um, in the spectrograph, I'm ruling out that you know this is uh, radio frequencies and things of that nature. Uh, all we do know for sure is that this is a, a phenomena that's impacting our environment. Uh, and it, it's, it has a foundation to it um, that I think in the future, uh, the more that we uh, learn about this, uh, we're going to find more about. We just don't know what we don't know when they're going to communicate and how they're going to communicate and if they even have trouble doing it. Okay. And Jim, because I know we're going to have to wrap up soon. Yeah, uh, adding on to what they said, yeah, I think it takes a lot of energy on their part to get come through to us, and a lot of times they can't. Uh, like Cody said, he has a lot of recordings he throw away. I, I do too. You hear the cadence of the human voice in the background, but it's just not clear enough to tell what they're saying. So I think it's it's difficult for them to come through. Otherwise, we'd be getting flooded. Right. And like yeah. Mike said, mm-hmm. there are rules. Yeah, yeah. there are rules. Okay. Well, wow. we actually went out of time. Oh, no. So we want to thank you guys for uh, joining us, Mike Markwitz, Cody Desbian, and Jim Stonia. And also, if you're interested in taking part in this uh, EVP experiment that uh, Periscope is doing, uh, contact me on either Facebook, or, uh, which is Ronald Kolick, or uh, email anyghostproject at comcast.net. Okay. And I really enjoyed having you guys on tonight. I think it's just such an inter- interesting topic, and people don't thoroughly understand it. So I think that you've shed a lot of light on EVPs and collecting them and what people should use. Um, Does anybody have um, an email they want to throw out or a website before we sign off? Or no? (laughs) I guess if you have a question for any of our panelists, get in touch with us. There you go. On our New England Ghost Project. On our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Facebook page. I'm sorry, Jim? My email is on the NEG. Yeah, it doesn't website. work. Oh. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work? That's why I don't get anything. Just okay. search our names. Right. You'll, you'll find something. But thank you, gentlemen, again. It's been a great night, and we will... Wish we had more time. I know. I wish there. we had more time. We'll Maybe we'll back. continue on another show. But yeah. in the meantime, we'll see you. We'll talk to you next month uh, on our next From studio version. But next week, if you have any guesses on the EVPs, please let us know. So take care. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.